0: Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty.
3: And now he is Armstrong
2: and Getty. Hi-yay, live from a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, and today. Heading into the weekend, we're under the tutelage of our general manager,
4: Joseph R. Biden, giver of moving and convincing speeches. In the night, I have a hot take
2: on the president's
4: speech. Yo, goody! I'll
2: wait till the. That's what we do, right, for a living. I think that's what it says in our contract: hot takes, and then it says how much we get paid per month and how many vacation days we get.
4: Exactly. We got to fill out a sheet every day explaining how many hot takes we had. (laughs) Hot takes.
2: Um, Crank up the music, Michael. I'm in a party mood here. we got the daiquiri machine going. It's Friday. Drinking a little at work. Day drinking. The best kind of drinking. Day drinking. (laughs) What is that flavor? Is that uh, avocado? I just kind of went with whatever was still in the blender from last Friday. That's the way I usually do it. I just add new to whatever was in the blender from last Friday. Wow, so it's like leftover daiquiris. Yeah, so whatever kind of got crushed along the sides of the blender, and then it gets kind of newed up with some new stuff that you put in there, and it's not quite as gross.
4: Now, when I was a youngster, I think there were, weren't there like charming terms for that? Like it'd be, uh, I'm afraid to use any of them because they now might be in, uh, considered racial slurs. What are, are you talking about? slurs. Like, you know, you, when you throw whatever you got in the fridge in and you make a casserole or whatever, that's a gypsy casserole. Or whatever. I don't know. All right. I need to be, you know, politically incorrect. So all your childhood dishes were racial slurs? No, that's not. A, did you hear how he twisted my words, friends? Did you all hear that? Wow. See what I
2: have to work with. Your cherished childhood meals were racial slurs. That's really odd. Tom, stop it. Here's my hot take, and then we'll go through the histrionics. We'll go through the exercise. I'm sure it's all going to happen as normal. But my hot take is I don't think, and I've never thought, that these kinds of addresses mean anything outside of maybe two in our nation's history. I just don't think they mean anything. I don't think most people watch them at all. I, it, it, people that hear any sound bites, I don't think it makes any. It has it leaves any mark whatsoever. The president makes speeches every day, and you hear clips of them on CNN or wherever the
4: hell. I just, I don't. It I think was mainly, only the second prime time address of Joe Biden's presidency. I think it's a completely media created thing
2: that this is a big stop the presses everybody's gathered around the tv like it's or the radio like it's franklin roosevelt and listening to the words and then parsing what he said i just don't think most people i guarantee you most people don't watch these things at all and 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 an even broader audience of that that does hear it it doesn't matter to them at all i just don't believe it
4: well i uh my analysis will be more fact based and less ranting um i would actually like to know how many people watched it uh, last night that's that's a really good question um i would agree with you in in general i don't think it has nearly this significance it's like the speaker fight going on right now that cable news in particular and well and, and honestly the big news websites are uh, just hanging on every development every word every uh, uh, hastily uh, spouted interview as somebody walks quickly down the halls under Congress there and it's just it's not that big a deal. I think it can be a big deal and it has been a significant deal uh, in the past but uh, I don't think this one I'm not trying could to be hope a, to measure up. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but do you off
2: off the top oh, no. of your head have some examples of a presidential address that you think like really
4: wow, that did something. Only when the occasion made it that way, like George W. Bush on the evening of nine eleven. I mean, that was that was a blockbuster, and everybody watched it, and I that set a real
2: tone. I don't remember anything he said. It certainly was. He certainly had to come out and say something, and we were all like, "Okay, we're." Still he a country said, "Well, whoop the person. hell out of the evil doers." I don't know. I was watching some cable news today, and they were doing the thing. You know, the president bringing comfort to millions who are feeling it. I thought, whatever, okay, if you're the sort of person that believes the president brings comfort to people, then fine. I don't. I've never thought that. I've never felt comforted by a president. I don't (laughs) expect to. So we just live in different universes, if you think that that's the role of the president. Yeah, yeah. He educated uh, the people the about it. Do you think anybody who didn't already, uh, do you think anybody's mind was changed? Like people's people got information last night. He was the educator in chief, I heard several times. Do you think anybody got information that they didn't already have that changed their mind about the way they look at Israel or Ukraine? I just find that hard to believe.
4: Well, yeah, but I, I think that's not for the reasons you gave, at least not in my head. I think that was partly because the speech was poorly constructed and poorly delivered. If there was a chance to change minds and hearts, the chance was lost. Well, Brit, Brit Hume on Fox thought it was the best speech Biden's ever gave and knocked it out of the well, world for one. That's great. Not a curve. Yeah. And then his fellow panelists disagreed. Um and and it was it was fine but the truth is among humans if a speech is going to be effective it has to be given effectively the tone the speaking style matter the inflection and the structure of the thing, too. You have to bring people on a journey, rhetorically. And I just thought it was it was kind of scattershot and hard to follow and kind of looped back and forth. And his delivery was actually quite good for a man in his physical and mental state. It was ridiculously fast. He was but talking so
2: fast. I could first thing I said to my son is, "Why is he talking so fast?" Then I saw somebody tweet, "Did somebody did somebody click on the one and a half speed for the president?" I saw somebody tweet, "Yeah, it was so
4: fast. It was weird." Yeah, and it was just uh, it was a very old fella delivering a speech.
2: Well, like I said, I realize we're going to go through the histrionics because that's what you, I guess you have to do. After I'm dead, people will recognize that I was right. That these presidential addresses have gone the way of the horse and buggy. It's like State of the Union addresses and a whole bunch of other things that we still do because they were a big deal a hundred years ago. But I just don't think they—I just don't think they're anything anymore. Not nothing, but they're not much. The president—how many speeches has the president given in the last week? Where I saw right. sound, sound bites from it, I just don't think that, that because he was sitting in the Oval Office, it ranks any higher in terms of impact.
4: It did decades ago. I think yeah. you're right. I think that's a weird legacy for you to hope to leave behind, but I, I think you're right. But again, you have three things you have the occasion, then you have the setting, the big Oval Office address looking serious there, in the, you know, in the very White House. Although, as you pointed out, so if he's in the hallway in front of a bunch of flags, that's like lesser. That exists in the minds of the yeah. Bigfoot media. That, I think. that is that is made up. The fact that that's but a so bigger deal. You have the occasion, you have the 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 setting, and then you have the 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 words and the delivery of the words. And I just don't think the occasion, while the attack on Israel is horrific, um, and and arguably, and see, this is the thing. You needed a master. Uh, a master, uh, masterful bit of writing and delivery to tie together the strings that he was trying to tie together, that the attack on Israel is tied in directly to the uh, invasion of Ukraine, not just because of some of the people involved and some of the countries involved, Iran in particular and Russia, but um, also because it has to do with are we going to have an orderly world, an orderly, peaceable world where we can do business and prosper under uh, civilized leadership or are we not? Now, that could have been a humdinger of a speech. That could have been one of the most important speeches in history if it was like an A++. But it was like a C. So
2: uh, the topic, having said my piece about I don't think these speeches matter, um, is huge and is going to be huge for a while. Like I, for for one, am in agreement with the president. A lot of you aren't, and similar in his own party. A lot of people are on board with him, and a lot of them aren't. So you've got a fracture in both parties over this. Uh, His administration asking for $74 billion in aid. And there's a whole bunch of Republicans that don't want to give any more to Ukraine. And there's a whole bunch of Democrats that don't want to give any to help Israel fight Hamas. And that's that's an interesting place for us to be, politics-wise. That's making for some strange bedfellows.
4: Well, and you've got some of the crappiest leadership we've seen in a very, very long time. It's not a great-looking equation. I do think these things
2: are absolutely linked. I think we're either going to let... Bad guys run run over the world and do whatever the hell they want, or we're not, and uh, and we're the only country that really can stop it. Yeah, I uh, I guess that makes me a what a neocon or
4: a something or other. No, I hate. Oh man, the <laughs> resorting to names. Um, I I will tell you this though, very briefly, and then we can start the show officially. Uh, During these troubled times, I'm reminded how all of these uh, things we've been talking about, the the attacks and the invasions and the, you know, the the Chinese uh, nearly knocking one of our planes out of the sky the other day. It's all about reducing the uh, significance, the power of the U.S.-led world order, because you got disparate actors who have nothing in common with each other and hate each other as much as they hate anybody. But it's all about bringing the U.S. and our allies down. So those other people can assert more power and leadership, whatever, uh, in the same way that all of the victim oppressor stuff that we're always talking about, the support for the brave Palestinians who are just babysitting the Jewish children, according to one activist based in America, um, the uh, Black Lives Matter thing, the, 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 the queer rights thing. It's all all of that stuff is about tearing down the current system. It's neo-Marxism. And so it's similar it's They claim this moral outrage and that moral justification or this economic blah, 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 blah. But it's all about tearing down that which is. And you got to get hip to that. Otherwise, you'll think, well, I'm a nice person. They're saying nice people ought to believe this. They're Marxists. we got to hurry along here. I'm Jack Armstrong.
2: He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, October 20th, the year 2023. We're Armstrong and Getty
4: taking up arms against a sea of troubles. And we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. I think the American people are thirsty for change. I think they are hungry for leadership. We are sleep deprived for inspiration. We are itchy for a new day. <laughs> Jim Jordan there, folks. I'm a hornier. I'm horny for a better time. Or something. I'm horny for a world our children can excel in. <laughs> That's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) How does mailbag look? Terrific, and we got Clips of the Week in seconds. Awesome, on the way. Text line
2: 415-295-KFTC.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy,
3: The Armstrong and Getty
2: Show. We shot down some uh, rockets yesterday.
4: Yeah, over Syria. Uh, yeah, I think it was over the the water heading in that direction. But that part of the world, where I've already mm-hmm. fired oh, off oh, some. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. There were a couple of different shooting-down rocket things. There was one from a ship and one from uh, bases in Syria and Iraq. You're right. So uh, we'll, we'll check in on what's happening in the Middle
2: East in a little bit. Sure as
4: hell are a lot of rockets flying around. Oh, got my freedom God. Got your freedom-loving quote of the day. We've got mailbag coming up. It's, it's a chock full of good content today, the whole show. But right now, let's take a fond look back at the week that was the Friday tradition. Clips of the week. Three, two, one,
3: lift up. And that is recorded, my friend.
0: Zia's had to put up with a lot to get to where per is today. Going yep. in town like she would uh, lose col- anything you said. Go eat some I ice cream. cream. Yeah, why don't you go f- yourself?
2: How do I live in a world where I have seen Hunter Biden's penis?
4: It's a difficult question to answer. <laughs> know. I think you're di- being
2: disrespectful to clowns. That's an honorable profession <laughs> because you, you actually make people laugh and do a service. <laughs> California has become the first state in the country to enact ebony alerts to help find missing black children. And I'll save you some time. They're not with their fathers.
4: A lot of people would, would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, like which people would say that. Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians,
2: but... They're cool.
0: (laughs) I rise today to nominate the gentleman from Ohio, Jim Jordan, as Speaker of the People's House.
4: Do you you see Jordan getting to 217? I believe he's done. He needs to say, he needs to withdraw. These hardcore uh, Republican insurgents, I'm not sure they're going to be willing to go along with anything like that. We might have to suffer... Are the wars in Israel and Ukraine more than the United States can take on at the no, same time?
1: the United States of America, for God's sake.
4: Cell phone footage captured the moment an explosion turned oh, an no. overcrowded hospital oh, in no. Gaza oh, into no. a massive fireball.
2: You know, it is hard to see what else this could be, really, given the size of the explosion, other than an Israeli airstrike.
4: It really feels that it's closer to the brink than I've known it for any time. Don't, don't, don't.
3: Free, free Palestine! Free, free Palestine! You are on the right side of history.
0: You are. So how did that feel? Yeah, what the you f- yourself.
2: No! Oh,
0: wow!
4: Anger, cynicism.
2: Right. That was a Bad nihilistic. Taste. That was a nihilistic cow is what that was. Wow. Nihilistic Cow. That is a pretty good band name right that there. That is. I'm going to go see them wow. tonight. It's been a long week. Let's just get let's do Jaegermeister shots and go watch Nihilistic no. Cow. Wow.
4: Do we even have time for the freedom loving quote of the day? Probably I not. I got go I ahead.
2: got a, I I've got a good alternative quote to throw in.
4: Go ahead. What, yeah, how, how much not? time do we have,
2: Michael? Oh, we do, okay. Oh. Yeah. I just came across the Thomas Paine classic the other day and I thought this is true certainly of the Middle East these are the times that try men's souls mm. it's just these are tough times with tough decisions with no good options every option is going to have horrible repercussions but that's life sometimes
4: and I think uh, prosperous peaceful Societies are, are ill equipped to deal yeah. with those times. Right. Um, it's, it's what you want. You want to be a prosperous and peaceful society. Uh, but boy, when you're faced with three choices, each of which is grim, um, difficult, painful, uh, a lot of people in those societies get paralyzed and they say, I, We can't do any of those. We can't do any of those. And, you know, the, the tides of history sweep uh, across them.
2: Right. It's easy to feel like maybe we can just not do anything and things will go
4: back to normal. But that's not the history of the world. And they drown in their own indecisiveness there. I knew there was a better end to it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, that was we'll pretty get to, good, wasn't it? We'll get to mailbag and everything coming Armstrong up.
0: Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the US economy last year by making investments from coast to coast.
3: the Armstrong and Getty Show. Look
2: out. Is the ground invasion in Gaza imminent, or is it even still going to happen at all, I wonder? So we can talk about that more later as we've sent not another aircraft carrier, but a few more ships over that way. Fired a few missiles ourselves yesterday. A lot of things to talk about. Oh, Jim Jordan's going to go up for a vote again today for some reason. he is yeah yeah i thought he gave up no 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 they all decided they all (laughs) decided on the whole mchenry option and then everybody bailed on that immediately and then jordan said he's back in so yeah they're gonna vote on jordan again today well boy keep me up to date don't bother (laughs) it's almost reaching the level of a hilarity enough for me to pay attention not because i think it matters but because it's so funny
4: Well, we have gone through Clown Show into S-Show and are rapidly approaching dumpster fire. So I think we're into like Andy Warhol avant-garde art at this point. (laughs) Wow. Wow. We're, uh, what's his face? Uh, Kaufman, Andy Kaufman territory. Right. Wow. Okay. For those old enough to remember that surrealistic comic. Comic? Provocateur. So, a little bonus mailbag. We don't need the music here, Michael, Uh, just because we, man, we got a lot of great emails. And if you want to drop us a line, feel free to do it. Mailbag at Armstrongandgetty.com, including a couple of long ish emails. When uh, the gent said he he was yelling at his radio, he couldn't listen anymore. we're too old-school Republican-y, and that's failed and failed. you got to get on board with the new thing. Um, the new the thing being of- like Matt Gates or the, the people that want to blow up that, that aren't allowing a speaker to get voted for? Is that what that means? Mm, yeah, and I don't want to... Because they're quite thoughtful and well-written. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to read and digest them thoroughly. But, yeah, more Steve Bannon-ish, uh, uh, overthrow the old guard, blow it all up. Um, and, and oddly... Uh, Many people of that bent are, are like pro, if not, they're not pro-Putin, but they're anti-funding Ukraine. It all seems to go together in an interesting way that I want to pick apart. I don't want to insult people because I haven't really thoroughly digested those arguments. So we'll we'll get to that at some point. Uh, I might take the weekend to read them and click on some links and stuff. I think part of the issue there is uh, I believe some of the, the sources that they trust are... Uh, Not to be trusted, but they might say the same. So, uh, again, more on that to come. I thought this was really uh, good and thoughtful. We'll just say from R, uh, who mentions through a series of unfortunate events, uh, his wife was hospitalized in Spokane, Washington, which is right across the border from Idaho, where they live Um And uh, so he's been in the hospital a lot. As such, I listen to the show every day. And as such, I've noted a a few things that you've so aptly predicted over this past long year or so have come to fruition. When traveling from Idaho to Washington, it is as if someone throws a switch when I cross the border. I see traffic arrests involving illegals or fentanyl trafficking, obvious drug busts. The parks, parking lots, and fast food joints in Washington surrounding the hospital are filled with hobos and bums looking for the next score. I've spent many an hour in waiting rooms that are full of TV news stations and something interesting is happening on those stations. Advertisements for non-partisan candidates are ever-present. Many of these candidates are espousing the virtues of being harder on crime and changed funding programs that support homeless camps and free drug clinics. They know that the hipsters will automatically cancel them if they step out as Republicans. However, using the non-partisan branding allows them to get some foothold. They simply don't want to be seen as Republicans or Democrats because the people in Washington are wanting change but have an odd loyalty to the Democrats, even when they can see the results of entitlement programs just outside the windows they live behind. All of this has been predicted by A&G, uh, A&G many, many months ago. Uh, just thought you might like to know that the plague is spreading to medium-sized cities as well. Oh, we know that. It's trickled down from Seattle out of Portland and to beautiful Spokane, Washington. Um, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd like to pat us on the back, pat ourselves on the back, but uh, if you live a little bit and you see patterns and you know anything about human nature and common sense? The stuff was not difficult to predict. Let me throw in this text I didn't get to yesterday on that topic because I think
2: it's interesting. My son is a homeless drug addict, and he wants to be homeless. I told him he could stay if he gets clean. I assume they mean at their house. It's frustrating. I love him so much, but he refuses uh, help. He won't let us help him financially or give him rides. He doesn't want to change. So we've heard from... Family members who uh, are people who have family members who are drug addicts who are refusing to change their lifestyle. We've heard from people that used to be that drug addicts on the street and say, no, it's about drugs. How is it that you never hear that in a news report? And I don't mean not often enough. I mean, never, ever is there a story about all the street people that includes we have a lot of drug addicts here that can't or won't quit how, never i mean it never
4: makes the story that's so, so crazy if you're ignoring the number one factor as you search for solutions friends how likely do you think it is you'll find a solution it's, it's absurd so, on its face it makes me question my own sanity sometimes right right, right. which is a, a fairly good You know, I think part of the reason I I feel so strongly as I do about this issue and the drug abuse and the rest of it is, um, and I've talked about this before a little bit, but I do not come at my moral stances from a position of purity. I come at them from a position of somebody who's been tempted to do the wrong thing since I was a little kid. I just, I like adventure. I like taking chances. I like walking on the wild side and, and, uh, Especially until I got married, I thought, look, if I'm not hurting anybody, uh, let's let's you know, let's go ahead and be nutty. But then as there were people in my life I needed to take care of and were counting on me, I had to get better and better and better at resisting temptation and being pure of heart because, like a recovering alcoholic or drug addict, if I start going down that road, I'll go way farther than I want to. And so I understand the idea of. Positive and negative repercussions for your actions and how if you move, if you remove negative repercussions for negative behavior, you'll get more of that negative behavior. I come at this as a sinner, not as a saint. Anyway, Look, I, I, I can't imagine that if you walked up to like you pick a. um
2: pick a street in any of your particularly West Coast cities or an overpass where you got a bunch of people gathered underneath and you walked up and you talked to the 20 people there that if you talked to them for a while that you wouldn't come away and your number one thought would be that's a bunch of drug addicts. Yes.
4: Yet n- nobody talks about that. Nobody. Right. And and I, I can hear any patient progressives who actually listen to the show saying – you're generalizing it's not all drug addicts here are words my well-meaning friends that's the number one factor did we ever say it's every single human no of course not but somehow
2: uh, politicians in the media approach those homeless camps and walk away and talk about income inequality or lack of housing or a variety of other things and never mention right. the drug thing it's just so crazy
4: uh there are a couple of other great emails more or less on this theme but now would be a great time to take a very brief pause and uh, let you know about Simply Safe. They have a great deal for you. It's uh October, the holidays are coming up fast, but before your life goes into holiday overdrive, protect your home with Simply Safe home security. You can get a brand new system today for 40% off.
2: Wait a second, 40% off. That seems like a better sale than usual. Now, this is the system that has been named the best home security system of 2023 by U.S. News & World Report and a whole bunch of other different people. It's powered by a 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the
4: cost of traditional home security. And I hope the Simply Safe uh, monitoring agents who can yell at the intruder through these uh, special cameras say, hey, you know what? If you get off drugs, you won't have to support yourself by stealing people's stuff that they worked hard for, you scumbag. I doubt they say stuff like that. They probably (laughs) just say the cops are on the way and we're videotaping you. But anyway, with 24 7 live guard protection and the smart alarm wireless indoor camera, monitoring agents can see and speak to intruders, helping stop crime in real time. It's a great new technology from Simply Safe uh, for a limited time. Oh, if you don't Love it. It's a 60-day risk-free trial. Just return it for a full refund. For a limited time, save 40% on any new system with a fast protect plan. Visit simplysafe.com/armstrong. That's slash armstrong There's no safe like simply safe. So uh, this is, um, <clears throat> uh, we'll just say O. I don't know who, who wants to use the real name and who doesn't, but um, he was he worked at. I think the radio ranch, maybe Um, way back in the day, the old radio ranch. um, And he, he says, for some unknown reason, I was curious as to where the 154 Rite Aid stores that were closing in the U.S. were. And I wanted to see if the one I go to, it happens to be in uh, Sacramento, California, was on the chopping block. Well, during my online search, I ran across three sources, and he, he has links to all of them, that were in sync with the store account and have attached those three links, blah, blah, blah. Take a gander at the attached Excel chart I put together showing the states that are closing Ride Aid stores by blue states, 10 of them, swing states, 4 of them, and red states, 1, Idaho. I would be willing to bet that that... Uh, uh, that store in Idaho's in Boise. I don't know. But as always, the lead of the Rite Aid closures is buried beneath the bankruptcy story without even a hint of why those 154 Rite Aids are closing. For theft. It's accepted with a nervous smile in the stories, but buried. Um, and then he suggests theft is accepted with a nervous smile. Might be a good solid branding slogan for Rite Aid. Anyway, have a great weekend. Isn't that interesting?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
4: Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, oh God, can you uh, imagine
2: if if a uh, Trump or some Republican could get up in the debates and say, hey, "How about when you go to your local uh, drugstore and you got to get a clerk come
4: unlock the toothpaste for you?" I mean, that would that would be huge. Oh yeah, if you could uh, phrase it right, yeah, people would rise up and say, "Yeah." Uh then finally finally I guess this uh, from Frequent Correspondent uh, JT and Livermore he writes and and this is on the topic of well all the stuff we've been talking about and how all the neo-Marxism is about tearing the system down. Some of them yell about Black Lives Matter, some of them yell about uh, transgender uh, dudes ought to be able to compete against women. Some of them are uh, up with Palestine, down with the, uh, the uh, oppressor Israelis. It's all about tearing down the power structure so the Marcus, Marxists can, can gain power. Uh, and, and the moment they have it, they'll behave way, way worse than the institutions we have now, probably. Anyway, uh, JT writes, you keep trying to claim logical victory over a cult. It isn't possible. My comment stems from the Charlie Cook article about catching the left in lies about their woke ideology, e.g. the left's hypocrisy about claiming that misgendering somebody is violence but that beheading infants isn't violence, etc., My problem with that whole approach is that it pretends that something has been achieved by catching these people in a logical fallacy. The far left in general and the pro-Palestinian crowd specifically don't give an F about their logical fallacies. Do you think anybody who hates Trump cares about the Russian, cares that the Russian collusion story was made up from the beginning and that the FBI even knew it was made up? Do you think anybody who supports defund the police cares about crime that's increased because of their policies? Uh, I'll read one more then respond. Do you... Do those people who fully support transing the kids care about the majority of research that debunks their claim that not transing kids uh, leads to a higher suicide rate? Uh, For the most part, these people can't be embarrassed, and they don't care about facts. Winning an argument or showing them that their logic is logical doesn't matter. Uh, You know what? Well, I'll finish it then. I'm glad Cook wrote his article, but what I really want is an article that will actually change the minds of the other side, or an article that spells out how we can change things based on the misperceptions of the left. Until and unless that happens, we're just crowing about catching the left in a logical fallacy that they couldn't care less about.
2: Yeah, I just don't, I just don't think that's possible. Like our old producer Sean used to say, everybody's meter is stuck. I can't imagine anybody changing their mind on anything at this point.
4: You know, I would I disagree to some extent. I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, my disagreement with JT would be you have the committed ideologues, and and that's who you're talking about, and you're never going to change their minds because uh, as I've read that quote several times. Listen and understand, Marxists lie. They lie routinely. It's part of their thing. They appeal to your better nature so they can exploit it. They're not coming in good faith with an argument so they can understand your point of view. Accept it. Marxists lie. On the other hand, you've got the impressionable young college girls who, as one of our emailers charmingly put it, have all of a sudden become experts on the Middle East. Um, And you've got the. I almost said the unwashed masses. No, it's the college-educated, overwashed masses that think they're doing right because it makes them feel good. And I think there are persuadables among a certain percentage of the population.
2: We've got Katie Green, the news machine, coming up with uh, some headlines from a variety of sources.
4: I've got the most important
2: sports story in the world.
4: Uh, My final thought is that if we got here ideologically, we can get away from here ideologically. Uh, So a lot of stuff on the way. Stay here.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy,
3: the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: After several hot days, like
4: hot, flat-out hot
2: outside, it's going to be in nearly in the 60s this weekend, so that's going to be shocking. It'll actually feel like fall. Won't that be exciting?
4: We'll check your local listings, of course. Next hour, our troops are under fire. In a couple of different places, in the Middle East especially. So what's old is new. Uh, All wow. sorts of stuff to talk about. Well, that's
2: uh, exciting. That'll get things froggy. Oh, let me mention the most important sports story in the world real quick. The Kansas City Chiefs and Taylor Swift have a home game on Sunday against the San Diego Chargers. <laughs> so that's where Taylor Swift will be for the NFL. Wow,
4: thank you for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, I, I've seen so many Travis Kelsey Interviews This week, there's no way he's not distracted by this whole thing. I mean, and that's not that he shouldn't date Taylor Swift, but do you have to do like nonstop interviews talking about it? That's got to be getting into his head away from just focusing on football. It has to be.
4: Yeah, I don't know what goes on his head. It goes on in his head when he's not being asked about Taylor Swift. So I'm not sure, but uh, we really need to get to uh, the lead story with Katie Green. Katie, who's
3: reporting what? Well, we have the New York Times disagreements delay efforts to open Gaza aid corridor. Apparently, they're saying Israel and Egypt remain at odds over providing humanitarian aid in that area.
2: So, what is that uh, the dance all about?
4: I'm what not is am sure entirely. What is Egypt wanting? I mean, other than to not do it. And not to have any Palestinians come into Egypt. Yeah, I don't know.
3: From the Washington Times, Biden declares Putin, Hamas, threats to democracy in primetime speech. Which I agree, well, he did sound sped up.
4: Yeah. And just old. Very yeah. old. Yeah, we got a text about
2: that. Somebody said uh, that, that uh, there, there is a medicine for... Your old dementia people, that's just a little speed like to get you through the day, that maybe uh. pepped him up. I have no idea. I mean, that's getting into some serious conjecture. But he was talking so fast. I kept thinking, look, dude, these are complex ideas and thoughts you're presenting here. You can't just go like that with him.
4: Yeah, we need our panel, informal panel of dementia care uh, knowledgeable people to text or email mailbag at armstrongygetty.com. Uh, Katie, what else?
3: From the New York Post, tanks line up at Gaza border as ground invasion appears imminent.
2: Yeah, they've been saying it is imminent now since pretty much October 8th, the day after the horror. Do you think it's still
4: imminent? imminent? I don't know. Wall Street Journal with a great article about the chaotic urban hellscape that awaits Israel in a Gaza invasion. More on that next hour.
3: From Politico, Israel slams Greta Thunberg after she backs Palestinians in Gaza. Of she's been she post did. Yeah, she's been posting and apparently liking some pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas posts on Instagram. All
4: right. Everything is victim oppressor, everything's neo-Marxism, tear the system down. All right, Greta.
3: From the Washington Post, Jordan faces third House Speaker vote amid continuing chaos.
2: Yeah, I just I can't figure out what the strategy is on this. You've you're getting less popular in your own party like is he shooting for 50 Republicans
3: voting against him today for some reason.
4: I'm going to double down on my strategy. It's working perfectly.
3: From ABC News, Travis King, soldier who crossed border into North Korea, charged with desertion. And some child porn stuff. He's got he's so he's oh. been charged with desertion and he's facing seven other charges, including that.
2: Yeah, so he's got some child porn in his history uh in terms of charges. So that gives you an idea that he's a bit of a nut. You got the Babylon B
3: for us? I do. Uh from the Babylon Bee, Buffalo hat wearing Elon Omar leads pro Hamas protesters storming the Capitol.
2: Ah. I get it. We'll get into some of these uh, topics in a bigger, deeper way with more reflection in Hour 2. If you missed the reflection, you can get it in podcast form by subscribing to Armstrong and Getty On Demand. It's like a reflection of the Reflection Man.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
2: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.